welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with my co-host, Sean Bowles. Sean, who do we have on today? I'm so excited about your friend, Shay Bynes, who's become my friend through interviewing her here on the show. But for those of you who are new to her, this is who Shay is. Shay Bynes is a passionate storyteller and strategist who ignites and equips leaders to be catalysts for transformation in their sphere of influence. Shay co-founded Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur Movement in 2012, and her most popular book, Grace Over Grind, How Grace Will Take Your Business Where Grinding Can't, is shifting the way people live, work, and engage the world around them. Whether she is sharing on platforms publicly or consulting privately, you can expect Shay to deliver an abundance of truth with love, grace, and contagious joy. Shay lives in Fort Lauderdale, Florida with her husband and three daughters. Bob, I thought about some of the things that Shay represents, and she went from a relationship with her own career where she was really self-led, even though she's a faith, you know, person of faith, a Christian. But there was something that happened where God said, I want to do this with you, and I want to do this through you where she started to have a relationship to hearing God's voice. And we're talking about that quite a bit today. Yeah, I mean, This is a powerful subject because so many people who are career driven are sometimes self-reliant. So when they get in relationship with God, they don't actually allow him to be in the driver's seat or allow him to be a partner. And I know you've seen this a lot. What do you say to people when they go through this? Wait, self-reliant people are self-reliant. Like they try to control their careers and themselves. I, I don't understand, Sean. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's like, I, I, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> Sean, it's so funny. You're talking about that and all the people that I've talked to self-reliance and control uh, are in the top five issues. Wow. Uh, so it's funny. It, this reminds me about me. Uh, a number of years ago, we thought I was fa- facing bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is I withdrew into myself and started trying to control the narrative until I got it figured out. And it it affected everything in my life to a point where Lauren finally said, honey, what's going on? It's been three or four weeks and you're not yourself. And and I, I broke down and told her all these things that had happened. And and she, she gave me so much courage and she... Mm-hmm broke down this self-control that I was having. And I was able to kind of confess my fears, which I don't like to do too much. And I think a lot of other people don't. She gave gave me courage and I was able to work out the problem. And it ended up being like a four year process to get it taken care of. But I recognized later that I just don't want to hold on to the self-reliance and control. And it took me lots and lots of years to get rid of it. I think it's indicative, though, of powerful people. It's like we do become self-reliant or we become um, some of the self-awareness is I can do what I can hire somebody for better than they can a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you have that in your mindset, then you do stay smaller and you don't have a God result in your life the same way you could have, although you might have an incredible result. And that's what we're looking for is that God result. Our faith defines our life differently and we don't have faith. So I love what you're saying because I feel like so many people are watching. It may not be that you have weak faith or that you're a weak Christian. It may just be that you're actually needing to include God in a new way that's a deeper way than you have before. And I think that's the part of the conversation that sometimes gets missed because we see people who've gone through bankruptcy or gone through some hardship and we look at them and go, well, they really need to rely on God. But actually the people who are failing a lot of times the most are people who might be a CEO or people who are a boss or people who are, you know, in all these different areas that look successful. But God's saying, hey, 
I'm pulling you into a greater level of what I designed you for in the first place. So I love that you're bringing this up, Bob, and that it's one of the things you talk to about people a lot because it's something I talk to people a lot as well. Yeah, I know you do. Um, it, it was it was the coolest thing because God got me through this, and and then he's. It was a really great business story, but then the Lord spoke to me and said. I know it's a great business story and I know that I've created you in these certain ways that you're in your wheelhouse, you're good at, but I just showed you that I'm the author and finisher of your faith Mm. and I caused you. Oh, that's so good. And it was really, really beautiful and humbling all at the same time. And it increased my faith. Well, I know that Shay Bynes story is going to be just like this, something that's deep and relevant for where you're at today. So I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned for Exploring the Marketplace with Shay Bynes. Next. Hey, my fellow explorers, we have a brand new book out. And if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for his solutions on the world today and for his problem-solving ability, his wisdom, his strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence. You are going to love this book. I want to encourage you to get it today. My friend Bob Hassan, who does Exploring the Marketplace with me and myself, wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place of career with God's voice and with connection to Him. Visit Bowles Ministries today and look up Wired to Hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find Wired to Hear. But get it, review it, and share it with someone else. Welcome back to Exploring the Marketplace. We're here with our third time guest, Shay Bynes. We're so glad you're here with us today. It is so good to be back. Thanks for having me back for the three-peat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, part of the reason why we have you back is because some of the things you've influenced in your lifetime already and the people you've been going after with so much love to really explore their entrepreneurship and business starting and business building has been really resonating with our audience. And a lot of people, when they hear you, they see themselves in your story and there's so many people making big career changes that I think you just give them courage. So I'm so glad you're back with us. And we're going to kind of go backwards, though, because we have even our new CBN audience, as well as our podcast audience, not everyone has heard this story. Sure. So really to kind of go there with you to, again today. Sounds good. So, Shay, tell us again about you were in a tech business. You were happy till a point and then God called you out to so give us give us a little history. Yeah. So this is back in. Gosh, I finished college in 1999 and started a career in technology. My background's in computer science. And so I was working at a big tech company for many years, going up the ranks there. And I always had a business on the side just because I wanted flexibility. But I didn't think I was going to have a really long corporate career. I just didn't know really what that next step was going to look like. Mm. But Every January, this is how my relationship was with the Lord at the time. (laughs) Every January, I would write out my goals and just ask God to bless them. I wasn't even asking for his thoughts. I wasn't seeking his heart concerning or anything. It was just like, here are my plans, Lord, please bless them in your name, you know? And in 20, let's see, this was in 2009, as I was doing that in January, I heard the Lord speak to me about what I was speaking to him about. And he said, you're going to leave this job by June of 2010. And that was just 18 months from there. And I didn't know what to do with that because my analytical brain had a whole plan of what would make that possible. And I didn't know how I I would get from where I was to that point. But 
God had a plan. I just needed to align myself with it. And so throughout that entire year, I kept feeling this uncomfortable nudge. Like, I know I need to be ready to leave. I know God's doing something. I started praying and asking, Lord, just let them lay me off. <laughs> but instead of getting laid off, I got promoted. And so, you know, going into <laughs> God's got jokes. It makes it God's super confusing. Yeah. yeah, it was super confusing. I'm like, you know, you know, Lord, I just have this, I have this 10 step thing that I think is necessary for it to be wise for me to leave this, you know, thriving corporate career to go do, I'm not sure what in this small business that I have. And so I went into that next year and I was at a business conference in, in Orlando and I was ironing my clothes, getting ready to go to the last session for that event. And I heard from God like I had never heard from God before. I actually yeah. haven't heard from him in this same way since. And the word was just go. And it was like as loud as I could imagine it being without hearing the audible voice of the Lord. Wow. And I was so shook that I called my husband and I was like, I've got, I've got to go. And thank God he has a gift of faith. He blessed it, even though it didn't make any natural sense at all. Yeah. And I called my boss the next day and was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but I, I got to give my 30 days notice. And so mm. I did leave that corporate career that I'd, I'd had for almost 11 years uh, in May. 31st, 2010, one day before June of 2010. And so it was a really crazy adventure. It was the first time that I'd really exalted the wisdom of God in a matter over what I believed was the best natural wisdom. It was really a, a, a radical thing for me to do at that time. Well, and one of the things you've told us in the past is that when during that particular season, it didn't turn into easy. It wasn't like, oh, then all of a sudden everything, you know, angels saying in my clear path was in front of me. You actually had to go into a season of trust and dependence on God like you never had before. Talk about That's that. Because right. a lot yeah. of people, when they go into obedience, they think I'm going for a better result, a God result. So that means the process <laughs> is going to be super easy because he's leading it now. And it's not always that way. It wasn't that way at all for me. I left really at a reverential fear of the Lord. And then, and then it's like, now I have all this time to work on this real estate business and to focus on consulting people who are coming into the real estate business. And I went into, and went into hustle and grind mode, you know, working my tail off for hours upon hours with all this time I had. I didn't even see God for why I left, what his heart was for me to leave. I just felt like God's got me out here and now I need to make this happen. Wow. And so about six months of that, making about this much progress, uh, <laughs> considering that I knew what I was doing and had plenty of time to do it now, I heard the Lord interrupt me again. And it was, are you done yet? Mm. And I call those Holy Ghost mic drop moments. <laughs> yeah. And that was the thing that shifted me because it was like, wait a second. It was you who called me out and I haven't even taken a moment to invite you into me saying yes to your invitation to me actually leaving. Like it didn't make any sense, but that was the first time I really shifted my heart towards, okay, Lord, what will, what do you have for me to do? What's on your heart concerning mm. any, anything in my life. Right. And so that was the beginning of the shift for me. And I had to learn how to work with him. So then it was like, yes, I'm still doing this real estate thing right now, unless you show me something else, but now let me engage with you concerning the work that I'm doing. Let me not feel like I've got to do this, grind this wow. thing out of my own strength. Let me hear what <laughs> you have to say and what you want to show me. That was a major shift, but it, it took time and it took time for me to develop confidence that I even heard him. 
you know, because I mean, I didn't grow up in a church where we talked about the Holy Spirit or hearing his voice or the power of the Holy Spirit. I didn't grow up in a church like that. And so I was growing in my relationship, you know, with being led and empowered by the Holy Spirit in the first place. It was such a shift for me. It really was. Bob, you and I had a conversation years ago that this reminds me of about how our default is self-reliance and self-dependence. And so I think when people are learning how to hear from God, even if you're mature as a Christian or as a person, there's something different when it's relational language of like learning how to hear from God and obey, where our default is like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And all of a sudden God's like, I actually have an agenda too, other than our core trusted relationships. So to create a relationship with God like that, I love that you're talking about this because it actually can give us faith, but it is a very different process. If you're an alpha person or if you're a strong leader, it's going to be a way different challenging perspective in, in like submitting to a relationship with God this way. So I love that you're telling us a story. Yeah, definitely was a, a, an interesting transition for me, but a, an amazing one. Well, Shay, I've heard you say a couple of times that God called you, but you don't feel like you listened. But And then you said you heard this voice like you've never heard before. How is your walk today different in listening to God and hearing his voice than it was back then? What process have you been through? Yeah, it is light years different from what it was then. You know, like I said, I left at that time at a reverential fear of the Lord. Like, oh my gosh, I just heard from God and I know I heard from God and I don't know what's going to happen if I don't do this thing (laughs) that he said, which is go. So it was like that. I really learned how to walk out of obedience to his voice out of love. You know, one of the things that he really walked me through that was so uh, key for my life was giving me revelation of who I was as his daughter. The thing that broke me to be able to say, I trust you. I trust your wisdom over mine. I trust your plans over mine. I trust that you speak to me. And even if I get this thing wrong, that you still love me, you know, that, that was a process that he took me through to just show me, this is how I love you. This is who you are as my beloved daughter. And that was a multi-month process. It's almost like what God did with me is he was showing me various aspects of my identity and building It was like building blocks. So he started me off with showing me who I am as his daughter. Then he showed me and trained me in what it looks like to be my faithful servant, like to hear and to obey, even when it makes no sense to you. And then it was like, I want to show you who you are as my friend. You know, I want you to spend time with me. I want to just share things with you because you're seeking me. And then after like two and a half years of that, and this is while I'm doing Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, which is, you know, the work I do today, he's walking me through this. And then after two and a half, three years, he's like, now let's talk about the authority that you have in me. It's like mm-hmm. he was building me up just one aspect of my identity after the other and in a really kind of beautiful way, which I know he does. He works differently with everybody, but he knew exactly how to work with me. <laughs> well, oh, going, back to, going back to what Sean said, Sean and I have had these conversations about what is our identity. Yeah. And we default back to we're love sons and daughters of God, no matter how we perform or how much trouble we get in, we're, we yeah. always come back to our love sons and daughters of God. Yes. And then, you know, 1 John 4, 18 says, uh, fear can't coexist with love because fear has to do with punishment. And I, I think you had this reverential fear, but God broke through in love into your identity, which is yes. such a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was, it was really amazing. It was like multiple weeks of just encounters with God that I had never experienced God in that way. It's just, there, there are markers in my life that really did change the trajectory of everything. Well, and you probably heard a lot of teachings about those things. I mean, we all have, right? We've heard the teachings about identity and sons and daughters of God. So sometimes when people hear a message, like you might be listening to this at home and say, 
Well, I know that I, I, I've been there, done that, worn the t-shirt, but have you encountered it? And that's the difference yeah. when it's part of your identity versus you understand it. Understanding doesn't mean it's part of your core of who you yeah. are. And I think that's so beautiful that you're sharing as a mature person that you actually went through a reprogramming of who you are as a being, as a human being with God. And I think that that's what we need. We need people who go through like a reprogramming and it really takes that active relationship with the Holy Spirit. Talk about kingdom driven entrepreneurship because you made a huge jump from <laughs> learning your identity, learning who you are, like walking yeah. with God, walking out of an incredible career and saying, God, this is not easy. Like talk about how you built. Sure. So in those first couple of years, after I had that Holy Ghost mic drop moment of, are you done yet? <laughs> I was still continuing in real estate. And I guess it was probably about another year and a half before one of my real estate buddies contacted me and said, I met this woman and I really felt like I was supposed to connect the two of you. So he connects me with this woman. She was out in LA. I talked to her and she says, one of my clients, I really feel like I'm supposed to connect you with. So I connect with this woman. Her name's Antonina Gear. She lives in South, lived in South Carolina at the time. And we hit it off immediately. And about, about six to eight weeks into us just getting to know one another, just as friends, as sisters, I really had this sense that we met for a very specific reason. And so I called her and I told her, I really feel like the Lord brought us together for something really specific. And she said, I've been feeling the same ways. Wow. And I said, well, let's pray about it and talk about it. And we did three rounds of pray, come back, talk some things, pray, come back. It's not that pray, come back. And she eventually said, the Lord gave me these words. I put them in my journal. I have no idea what it's about or what it's for, but the words are kingdom driven entrepreneur. Mm. And when she said that, what flew out of my mouth by the Holy Spirit, because I had no idea what I was talking about. I said, that's a community. It's a movement. And it starts with a book. And to be honest, I didn't even know what a kingdom driven entrepreneur was <laughs> in that moment. I didn't know what, you know, I didn't have a lot of kingdom revelation at that time, even though I was growing in relationship and I didn't know what the phrase even meant. So it was crazy that here is a woman that God gives these words to. She doesn't know what that's for until she meets me, who then speaks, <laughs> you know, by the Holy Spirit, not really understanding the words I'm even using. And then it was the three of us. Well, me, wow. Antonina, and the Lord all together saying, well, what is this? Jesus, what is a kingdom-driven entrepreneur? Show us how we're supposed to be doing a community and a movement and how it starts with a book. How are we writing a book? That doesn't even make any <laughs> sense, right? So it was crazy. This is 2012. And so we did spend that summer. It was just us and the Lord. Just, you know, what is this? What do you want us to share? What do you want us to write? And we wrote this book and released it for free at the end of 2012, November 2012. And had a couple thousand people, you know, sign up and show up in our Facebook group after reading the book. And we, we had no idea. We had no idea wow. what God had in, in store and what he had in mind. But we were just taking one little step at a time. She hasn't been involved in the operations for years, but I, it's amazing now. We've just turned nine years old. It's amazing mm. what God has done from back in 2012 to now in me personally, as well as through the work that we do in the marketplace. It's been amazing. Shay, I, I have to ask. Yes. One of the things that defines you is this determination, a stick to and a willing to jump into things when you believe that you've heard God. Yes. Could you talk to our listeners about like, where does that come from in you? The, the fact that you're, you're, you're willing to listen and you're willing to take these incredible risks. Yeah. It, I believe that that, those encounters I had with God that September prior to November, I think were so mm -hmm. core for me because when mm -hmm. he broke down 
love for me in a way that helped me to trust him, knowing that I was going to make mistakes following him and it was okay. Mm -hmm. I had such freedom at that point. At that point, it was, I just want to be on an adventure with you. When I know that you care more about this relationship with me than my outcomes and the results and how everything works out, I felt so free to explore at that point. So if I believe that this was, I didn't have to be 100% sure. I'm 10% sure in the beginning, but you know what? Let me take a step and take a risk and just see. But it was that revelation of love, knowing that, yes, I was going to make some mistakes and it didn't matter, that made all the difference. And I had this, I also had this experience where there was a woman, I was in Reading at a Heaven and Business Conference, and there was multiple people who were giving me prophetic words where they're saying things like, I see you, you're a child and, you know, you're reading this big book and has lots of pages and colors and shapes. And I hear the Lord saying, take in all the shapes, take in all the colors, you know, you're on an adventure with me and you're, and you're like a little child. And those types of things really reinforce for me how to stay childlike in nature and just take the risk along the way, knowing that I'm loved. And as I started to do that and just steward that a little bit at a time, I began to grow in confidence of who I am in him and the fact that I can take even bigger risk. But it was practicing, a lot of practicing. I'm still practicing. I'm just having to practice for bigger things now, right? I think a lot of people hear this and they go, that sounds good, but is there fruit to it? Like what what is the fruit of your life or what's the fruit from those choices in your career now? Yeah. So can you talk about just like what you're building and and just share with us so people can be inspired? Like this is worth it. This is worth pursuing God this way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, over these last nine years, so when you think about our very, those very humble beginnings of what is a kingdom driven entrepreneur (laughs) and starting from there, I mean, fast forward now, um, we have a movement that's touched now three quarters of a million people across the world, wow. uh, inviting them into a partnership with God to have greater eternal impact and to grow and profitability as they're growing their business and operating as a kingdom driven entrepreneur. We have a wonderful team. My husband just took over as CEO last year, wow. which has given me freedom to uh, continue to teach and mentor at, at a higher level and to also take what I've been working over the last 10 years and begin to do that in other spheres of influence. Um, it's, it's been amazing. We have a wonderful community of people in a mentoring community. Uh, I, have a, I have multiple books that have been bestsellers yeah. uh, because God's done some amazing things and just given me favor in various areas, things I could not have done on my own. It was really, I wrote the book and then he did what he did. And <laughs> You know, it's <laughs> it's does. been an amazing, absolutely amazing adventure. Now, it hasn't been easy the whole time, and we've had challenges. I mean, early on when the Lord told me to stop doing the other things that I was doing and to focus full time on what we were doing with Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, financially it was tough for a couple of years. Like mm-hmm. we had a two and a half year time frame that it was like we're bringing in very little here, but but the Lord showed us who He was as provision. Now, not just our provider, but as provision himself. And so there's things from even those toughest two and a half years that I'm so grateful for because without experiencing him that way, out of thriving corporate career, I, I would say God is my provider, but not really have revelation of that because I always had more than enough. And in that two and a half year time frame of when it was really tough in the midst of this, when I said no to the other things I was working on, he showed himself as I've got you, like, I've got you, I've got this. And no one can tell me that he's not provision now. 
So now there's more zeros behind the things that we believe God for. There's been bigger stretches, you know, over the last several years. But I know that I know that I know that he has provisioned himself. And that gives me confidence to continue to take risks. That's so good. Yeah, I think one of the things that this is reminding me of is God is a supernatural God and loves practical miracles. Yes. And in my 45 years in business, I have seen practical miracle after practical miracle after practical miracle. When we pray for cash flow, when we pray for a new business, when we yep. pray for issues that are happening. And I hear this over and over in your 10 years with kingdom driven entrepreneur that this has happened over and over again. And when, yeah. There's, there's so many uh, peaks and valleys, but God continues to keep you on this trajectory going upward. I love what you said about, we're praying about the same things. There's just more zeros behind it. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's there's bigger stretches. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Good. yeah. From one level of glory to the next, right? It's just continuing. One of the things that he shared with me maybe three years ago, I think now was, I'm always going to give you vision beyond your revenue. So I'm always going to be wow. stretching you beyond. So don't ever get comfortable thinking, oh, we have more than enough for what God's showing us. No, no, no. I'm always going to give you vision beyond that because you, I want you to operate in my economy. I want you to operate in the context of community. I don't ever want you to feel like you have all the things that you need for what I've called you to do. And I so that, that was such a game changer for me. What's As that? an entrepreneur, leading entrepreneurs, that makes me trust you more because that, I mean, you can't stay, you can't stagnate, which a lot of groups who our coaches, counselors, support groups to other business people. A lot of times what will happen is they'll have a three-year window where they're successful right. and then they just kind of plateau. Yes. And so I love that you've been on this journey of like growing and increasing because I think there's something safe yeah. in that. Now, tell, tell us this because now there's this worldwide movement of people who are involved yeah. in becoming what you're calling kingdom entrepreneurs, people who are really looking to have that kingdom significance through their business. Yeah. Uh, what, tell us a couple of their stories or maybe one of their stories that's a highlight that's kept you going, that's kept you saying, this is it. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, there's there's so many. If I think about it from a couple of different angles, I'll start with this one. One is that when you're helping someone to really grow in God, grow in identity, grow in alignment with their own assignment, you know, having a kingdom lens on how they approach business and operating in spiritual gifts and all of that, it's all great for business. But one of the things we've seen that's so amazing is how People come to us for business context, but then what they see is their marriages restored or growing. Oh, they see the relationships with their parents yeah. restored and growing. They're seeing them themselves become better parents. Now they're being Holy Spirit led and empowered parents and spouses. And it's been so beautiful. Every time we get those types of testimonies that say, this has been great for me for business and I'm so grateful but I'm abundantly grateful over the fact that this has permeated every area of my life, wow. you know, getting on alignment. So I love those types of stories. We've had people in the community who have taken serious risks that were led by God, where they have seen the fruit of that, whether it be a uh, one of my uh, favorite ones is a team member now. Her name is Alicia, where God took her from a vision from a home-based bakery into a storefront bakery, oh, completely wow. debt-free. Uh, it was just the favor of God and being led by his voice every step of the way and not being concerned whether it was all going to fall apart or not, but just continuing to follow his voice. We have those types wow. of testimonies. We'll give you our address later. For you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we want to hear, though. I mean, this is what Bob yes. loves, is that you know, I love that people are getting involved with you and, and, and it's a well-rounded process because that's yes. what kingdom or being a follower of Jesus does is that he affects and permeates every aspect of yes. our life. And so when people are so multidimensional, um, it's amazing. But when they're compartmentalized, it's so broken. 
That's right. I love that you're talking about this. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's super good. Shay, I've seen the same as you. People come with a stated problem, whatever it is. I don't have enough business. I don't have enough cash flow. My, I have HR problems. And once you get into it, you, you realize there's a relational route. Yes. It usually goes back to a marriage relationship. And, and it's such a privilege and honor to be able to talk people through not only the business issues, but the things that are really matter to their lives. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's really good. And the other thing that's been really great is just, you know, one of the things that's right at the core of our movement, right at the heart, is this idea of unity and collaboration. And so we think of ourselves less as an organization than we do as an organism. And wow. so what we love seeing how as we have people that we're mentoring, that we're all growing together. We're seeing collaboration happen, you know, whether it's formal or informal, right? We're seeing so much collaboration happening and we've only begun to tap into the goodness of God in that particular area for us. So to see how much growth there is as we are helping to build people up, get them aligned with, you know, the, the presence of the King of Kings, the mindset and the ways of the King of Kings in this thing, that as they get aligned in these areas, then we're finding ways that we're being able to connect them in other areas and we can grow together. We're finding that there's people who have, there's things that God put on their heart that is key to our movement. And so as they're growing in that, then we're able to plug them into some of the things that we're doing and what they're doing is then supporting what's happening and what's needed in the movement. Because we've had, you know, we have gaps that we need to plug in and they're, they're right there in the movement. Right. And so that's been really fun to see how God just orchestrates those connection points, you know, so we can truly operate like a body, you know? Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I think we're excited to have you on here again, because you have this calling that empowers other people, but you're building something that's so unique that I think it's a pilot program for many people to look at and say, I want to be a part of that or lead something like that. So thank you so much. How do people get involved with Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur? Sure. The best place to go is to go to kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com. Shay, I love, I love how they can get a hold of you, but tell us the name of your book, your best-selling book. I just love the name. Sure. The bestseller is Grace Over Grind, How Grace Will Take Your Business Where Grinding Can't. Yeah. And the reason I love it is because is because you talked earlier in the podcast about how you were grinding. Yeah. And, and now the grace part over grind. I just love it. Yes. Well, thank you so much. You always put our hair on fire because you are inspired. <laughs> Come join us for more of Exploring the Marketplace next. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this, this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on a journey with our partners because they are some of our 
They're a team. They're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership, and you will become a partner. Welcome back to Exploring the Marketplace with Sean and Bob. And one of the things we do on this show is we actually take questions from viewers and listeners just like you. You can go to bowlsministries.com and click on Ask Sean and Bob a question, and we're going to get those. Well, one of the overlapping themes, Bob, that we've got so much that instead of giving you an individual person asking it, I'm going to ask it in a generic way for the, you know, the multitude of people who've asked it, which is how do you integrate your faith into your career well? Because they're so compartmentalized from each other. You can get in trouble now if you express your faith too much. A lot of people think integrating it means to have a prayer meeting at work, which can be. That could be one of the ways. But we're looking at like how do we let our faith make a difference in our career, not just for the sake of evangelism or praying at work, but in our career. And so I think this is a brilliant question, which you've answered in so many good ways before. So you're in the hot seat. I'm in the hot seat. Well, you're going to answer after me. But but here's what I think. We're called to be salt and light. That's what we're called to be in every area of our life. And one of the things that I see people do all the time is compartmentalize, which you mentioned mm-hmm. in that and we're to be the same people wherever we go, whether we're at church, whether we're at home, whether we're in supermarket, whether we're in our business. So in order to incorporate our faith into work, we just need to be ourselves. We just need to look out to the interests of others, as it says in Philippians. We just need to be caregivers where we are and, and it, let our character go before us. It's not a big magic formula. And I think some people try to make it that. Eventually, after your character's gone before you for so much time, somebody's bound to ask you, what makes you so different? Why are you always so joyful? Why do you care about people? And that's your time if you want to, to talk about, well, I'm a believer. Yeah. Uh, I follow Jesus, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think, Sean? I mean, I think the same thing. Like, Shree and I try not to be compartmentalized at all. So yeah. uh, we're real with our, you know, our landscaper who we were praying for a miracle for a certain thing. And and yeah. he was involved with the process. And we said, we're just going to pray and trust God. And he's, you know, a guy who was raised up by really religious tradition. So he doesn't know if he believes in God or not. And mm-hmm. from working for us, you know, and managing the company that does our landscaping, he's like, I believe in God again. Like he read our book, Wired to Hear, and it really inspired him. So I think like, and he's such a good guy, right? So it's like just us being who we are is what should speak volumes of who Jesus is. Because people watch our lives. Is there a difference and are we getting a result that we couldn't get in our own strength, talent, or abilities? And that's what people are looking for is like, is your relationship with God equal something in your life that's different and as a benefit that's an addition to versus what I could do on my own? And I think so many people look at Christianity as a crutch unless they see it at work in your life to where there's a difference. And that, that's when people, to me, will get saved. They'll say, wow, surely the goodness of God has brought me to want to change my life. The goodness of God draws us to repentance. So I, I love what you're saying. I could totally agree and if you're watching this and saying, I want to learn how to integrate my faith even more into my career, well, make sure if you're listening or watching to subscribe to this as a podcast form or watch us on CBN News and make sure to DVR us because we are going to be having this conversation over and over with people from all kinds of career backgrounds just for you. And we want to make sure that you're a part of this. So thank you so much for watching today and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.